You're on the Clarity Call. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Alicia. And this is episode 110, Opening Your Mind. Welcome to the Clarity Call, a podcast dedicated to providing useful information and guidance to those seeking encouragement and support while navigating the challenges of caring for a loved one with special needs. We are sisters living in Texas and passionately advocating for the special needs community. Between us, we have 16 children, six of whom have a medically complex diagnosis or are considered special needs. Join us on a journey of mindful awareness that is sure to help you gain an enlightening perspective to help you embrace, create, and live a life you love. Here we go. Hey, hey, we're glad you're back with us again this week. Uh, We have thoughts, actually, kind of jarbled thoughts, and we're curious to know how they're going to come together today in our discussion. Um, But just Our mature discussion. Hey, yes, this could be a little bit PG-13 today, so if you have kids that uh, listen... Just know that... Maybe TV-14, because we're not going to drop any F-bombs on here. Oh, okay. I didn't know there was a difference. There won't be any cursing today. No. We will be we discussing, um, like, sexual intimacy a little bit here and there. So, you know, maybe it's something you do want to listen to with your kids and open that type of a discussion around. But this is kind of just a heads up that we will probably touch a little bit on that today. So, um... As we jump into this topic today of opening your mind, uh, Alicia has our reality check. Okay. Um, So I'm not quite sure how to present this, but as always, it's always the last few weeks have been a challenge. (laughs) I feel like we say that more often than not. That should just become part of our intro. (laughs) I don't know how we laugh through it. We should be crying through it if you really want to know the truth, but we choose to laugh because crying gives us a headache. Amen. Anyway, um, and so... I've had a lot of um, kind of quote unquote decisions that I've been needing to make. And I was feeling a lot of pressure, a lot of, I wouldn't say confusion, but just pressure and stress to try and make, make some of these decisions. And um, anyway, I finally just had this most peaceful thought come when, and I don't even remember exactly what day it came, but I remember thinking to myself, self, You are in charge of everything for you. And I think about the millions, well, okay, not millions, but at least thousands of things that I have put on the back burner and that I could do just because I've been busy doing life and I've been busy being mom and being wife and, and, you know, caretaker, whatever. And I just thought, you know, this is my year. This is my year. We're about to start a school year and um, new routines and stuff. And I could have been offered like five full-time jobs. I part-time job. Like I have all these opportunities that I could do, but nothing's just settling and feeling right. And then it just comes to me, write the list of things you want to get done. I have all these sewing projects. I have doors that need painted. I have things that it just reminds me on the movie, the notebook where Mm -hmm. she comes to her fiance and says, I don't paint anymore. Right. I don't do these things. And he says, so paint, you know, like that's just his simple answer. Like, I don't know why you're not doing it. Right. But she's just been so over enthralled in him and the life and the chaos that she just like, I forgot who I am. Right. And I just thought to myself, you know what? Again, self, 
you used to play the violin and the viola and you sing and you love music and you love to sew and you love to make jewelry and you love to can and cook and do all these things. You were an amazing domestic person like years and years ago until life took over. And so I sat down and literally started a list and I probably have like 20 things on there of things that I am going to make time for. I'm going to get an external hard drive and I'm going to get every electronic picture I have ever done and dump them into that. And I'm going to do some electronic scrapbooking and get my kids actual physical scrapbooks put together. Like I'm going to do some things because I'm done with the, I'll get to it. I'm going to actually get to it. And it's going to help me overcome some of these stuck places that I feel like I've been for the better part of a year. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, got through my schooling last year and I had a pretty big calling in my church and, and all those things are done now for the time being. And I'm just going to, I'm going to take the bull by the horns and be ready to just make things happen in my world. Good. I'm going to, what did you just say about the mind or opening, opening, you're open your mind and yeah. And re, re introduce these things into my mind. I love that. And my heart and my body. I'm excited. Me too. So I was having a conversation with a friend recently. Um, and it took me back to when I divorced my first husband and I was like, had started that process and there was no going back from it in my mind. You know, like I had started the process of divorce. I was moving forward with it no matter what. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it just, it was a dead set in my head that that's what, what needed to happen. And I'm not saying that I regret it. I made the choice that I needed to at that time. Um, for a lot of good reasons, like, I know that that was what was meant to take place, but it made me think about my mindset back then and how so much of what was driving me was due to what other people would think if here I had said, I'm, I'm going to divorce him. What if I had been like, no, I'm not going to anymore. What would other people think of me? Mm. Right? Like I was so driven by outside circumstances, mm -hmm. by my thoughts about what other people would think, by the ter turmoil that it would create in my life if I changed my mind. You know, like it's just, it was all so fear driven that it kept me so close minded. Mm. And so I had this, okay, but what would have happened had I opened my mind? to a different possibility. And I'm not saying go back to the past. And I, like I said, I don't have any regrets. It's just interesting to think about that fixed mindset that I had versus the open mindset I have now that is serving me so well, because as I've shared on the podcast before, um, several years ago, I did file for divorce from my current husband and I had found this work I was new to me, but I was starting to really move into a space of it doesn't matter what other people think. I am the creator of my world and my life. And if I want to change my mind, I totally can. Mm -hmm. And I didn't proceed with that divorce. And, you know, again, no regrets there. That was the choice that I needed to make at that time. And it's just 
it's just interesting when we take, you know, a look into our past in ways that it can serve us, not in ways where we can drudge up regret and create more misery in our current circumstances, but just where we can hold space for who we were, how our mind did operate versus as we're trying to be more open-minded, what that means for us. You know, like I thought I would hate my ex forever. I had so much hate and anger for him for so long. And he's one of my very good friends now, you know, like I feel like we, uh, have great conversations, especially regarding our children and how amazing they've turned out. And, you know, it's, it's just interesting for me to think back on how the hate that I was harboring for him for so long and that I've now been like, I don't have to hate him. (laughs) Right. Well, it's interesting that you say that because as you know, And maybe some of you who have listened for a long time with us understand that Kimberly and my life have paralleled in so many ways throughout time. And my ex actually said that to me this summer. He says, it was definitely, or I feel like it would be easier to hate you. And I, when you just said all that, it just made me think because if he doesn't hate me, then he has to not be justified in the being okay with walking away from a family you know, and in that I'm a good person and that I was the person that he fell in love with and was married to for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so it automatically, like you're saying, goes to, well, it's easier to hate you because if I don't hate you, then the opposite is true. Mm, Right. And that's not even the case either. Well, I'm just saying like, I'm saying what in his mind, that's what he was viewing. Okay. And I just thought, well, that's crazy because in my mind, like you, it's amazing how you know the hurt and the challenges that you went through. And as you move through and have grace and compassion for yourself and for others and, you know, forgive and, you know, get past things and learn that people mature and grow and change, then harmony is so much Mm. more peaceful and happy. Right. And I would have no desire to hate him because that doesn't benefit our children. Well, and you're the only one who feels the hate. I was the only one feeling the hate. So, yeah. So I'm thinking, well, gosh, that made me sad. But it also was like you just said that this reality check of why would you want to just hate me? How about just like me? doesn't mean you have to have all the same things you had before. But like, you know, I'm a good person and we had some crappy experiences and life was you know, challenging. We didn't know how to deal with it at that point in time or whatever. Right. We're just doing the best we could. Or have to accept that you made bad choices, like whatever. It doesn't matter, but don't stay stuck in, like you're saying, that thought that you had. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's because of what other people will think or do. Right. 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 So, so I have a list of a few things that I feel like most people can relate to when it comes to this opening your mind type idea, like gender roles. Hmm. Right? Yeah. There are a lot of people, especially in our culture, the quote-unquote Mormon culture, where there are gender roles that people can be very close-minded to. Mm -hmm. Um, The woman should do this and the man should do that. Right? Mm -hmm. So. Because for so long that was how it was. True. That just was the way it was. Yeah, it just... People the men didn't... worked in the field and the woman cooked right. and took care of the kids and cleaned yeah. into the laundry and, you know, all the other jobs. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but reality, I mean, and they're equally challenging jobs. Yes. Okay. So it's just interesting when you think about gender roles and who should do what. The should is the problem there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like figure out what works for your life. 
ask for what you need. Don't go around living in resentment just because you were told at some point or you were raised in a culture where it was, this should be this way. I'm just going to tell you the should is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. You need to figure out what works for you. And I, now men should take the garbage out. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. That's a big trigger for me. Just, yes. You know, See, and that's just it. It's like yeah. realizing where are you close-minded that you're creating misery for yourself because you think it should be a particular way. Right. Okay? Well, and I don't because I don't mind. I don't care about the right. diaper changing and the garbage. Like I can and will do all the things. Change the oil in the car. Change mm-hmm. the Like whatever. Yeah. I just wish, you know, that like you're saying that men could be on board with doing all those same things too. It's okay to cook and clean and change diapers and, you know, like right. really needs to be able to be crossbred. It yes. needs to be okay both ways. Right. Right. Well, I mean, if you're being open-minded, yes. Yeah. So, um, another one, religious expectations. Um, again, it, it's a very much a cultural thing, a societal thing, um, where, you know, religions have particular ideals or... Um, like being in certain callings Im- is prestigious or Implied not. boundaries. Right. And so it's just interesting when we can think about, you know, a way that I neutralize it is not one single person that lives on this planet now that has or that ever will is worth more than I am. Every single person is 100% worthy, was born with their worth, and will die exactly with as much worth, no matter what they did while they were here. Mm -hmm. And so when I bring that into religious expectations, it helps me to understand that when I am working on my personal relationship with God and making my religion a personal thing, that I don't need to judge others. And... I don't have to put up with others judging me. I don't have to make it mean anything about me. If somebody wants to tell me I'm doing something wrong or not in accordance with Mm -hmm. a particular religious expectation. Mm. Okay. That's not a, nobody else gets to tell me that that's Mm. between me and God. Mm -hmm. And, And so, and, and I want to give that same courtesy to everyone else when I expect it for myself Right. Well, and if there was an expectation, it would mean that we all know and are on the same page and same level. What kind of world would that be? Right. If we, we all had exactly the same, we all learn and grow at different levels yes. for different reasons. And that just means someone else is running you through their filter. Yes. Yep. And that is A, unfair, and B, just quirky because that just means we'd all be robotic. Yes. You know, we'd be have a bunch of billions of robots on the earth because yeah. we are all just learning at different different levels and have testimonies of different things at different times, you know, for sure. Yeah. So another one that came to my mind was partner intimacy. You know, I mean, we've talked a little bit about like gender roles as far as like marriage expectations, but my husband and I were just talking about how, you know, when Jocelyn started having seizures as she was falling asleep in the evenings, quite often it, I decided it was safest. Well, we decided, we both knew that a monitor wasn't going to cut it. Mm -hmm. The monitor wasn't picking up, um, her seizures and that one of us needed to be in there with her to monitor and make sure that she was safe. And so, I mean, my husband and I haven't slept in the same bed, the majority of our marriage for that reason. And, you know, a lot of people would be like, well, that's, 
not how a marriage should be. Yeah, that's not healthy. Right? <laughs> you know, or like dates. When you think about date, what's the word that comes after that? Date. Night. Okay. That's garbage. Because <laughs> I don't have I think free that, nights. Right. I have lunchtime dates. Right. Because that's when I have the time to have a date. Yeah. You know, so those are the types of things that I'm talking about. You get to determine what that looks like and what works best for you in your world and your life. So one of the examples, again, with this partner intimacy is, you know, we have, and again, Alicia and I both love Jennifer Finlayson Fife. And if you don't follow her and you don't know about her work, I would encourage you to learn more about her and what she teaches as far as intimacy and desire and such are concerned because... A lot of times we have this idea that to be a good wife, you have to have sex a certain amount of time with your husband, right? right. Like there's or an spouse, expectation yeah. or right. spouse. Yes. Um, but that would imply that the woman is choosing to show up in that way out of duty or because she's a tool of some sort for her husband, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to not have sex if you don't want to have sex, regardless of how the other person is going to act. Well, you, shouldn't, right. you shouldn't be having sex if you don't want to. It's like doing anything. Like, people that don't want to run, should they run just because they it's healthy for them? Because they think they should? Or walk, yeah. Like, you should. Any yeah. doctor on earth is going to tell you walking at least three times a week is going to be the best thing for your body. And that's going to be, like, you can prove that in court. Like, people, like, heart disease, blah, 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 right? So you could say that. Like, there's but science there's people, behind Yeah, it. there is science behind that. Okay, there might be science behind the sex thing, too, as far as endorphins, as far as, you know, unity, as far as those things. But if you don't have the desire or if there's certain circumstances or lack thereof, right? then who's putting a, who's putting a stigma out there on what needs to happen? I don't know. I don't get that one, but. Well, and, but we didn't, I don't think that either of us would have, have held that stand, you know, that open-mindedness to this point in our lives. Right. Like, well, we, and my biggest thing too, and this is, this is really going out on a limb is several months ago, um, I must've been listening to something from her and I remember them talking so much about women showing up for themselves and not mm -hmm. just being a quote unquote tool. Right. And mind you, if you are in the opposite role in your, in your relationship, like good for you. Like I'm You're not the high even desire yeah, partner. I'm yeah. not suggesting one or the other. I'm saying like, I'm, I'm just hearing them say, um, you know, like show up for you. You don't just show up for the other person. Mm-hmm. As like you're saying, as a duty or as a stigma or, you know, whatever people, whoever people are saying it should be. Well, and so I just thought to myself, yeah, um, that's not who I've ever been, like ever. And due to some very unfortunate childhood circumstances, maybe that has a lot to do with it. Um, you're just there to, you know, be the receptacle, whatever that is, you know. And so I had to go and do my own work on, wait, but I am a human mm -hmm. and I, and I don't mean should like that way, but I could be having human experiences. There is a fulfillment there. Um, there are desires there, you know, all these natural things that come with that. And it's okay for me to show up for myself. Yeah. It's okay for me to want something, not just being there for the other person. Right. And so... I kind of took that to and did a little test for myself. Yeah. 
And I have to be honest, at first it was super uncomfortable for me to be like, um, I'm in this for me this time. Right. Like I'm in this for, for what I'm getting out of it for me. Right. And not, not just that I'm there to be selfish, right. but I'm also, I'm going into it yeah, with that expectation. Mindset. And so I just thought to myself, you know, it really does have a lot to do with how you show up and the choice you make. And if you're not feeling in a relationship confident enough to want that for yourself, then you're right. Showing up is pointless. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, for me, this changed, like what Alicia's talking about when we had Jennifer Finlayson Fife on our podcast and she said, there is virtue and pleasure. And for me, that really started me changing my, how I was uh, framing partner intimacy. Right. Rather than going in resentful. I was, I've been resentful probably majority. Now, granted, I have eight children, so it's not like I haven't been, you know, there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just saying like, that isn't a problem for me. I don't have any physical challenges that are an issue or I I definitely have some emotional challenges that Mm -hmm. are issues, are issues and connecting is such a personal thing for me that if I don't feel a desire to connect whether it's out of need or out of hurt or, you know, whatever the reason or the motive is, you're right. I have learned that I'm not being true to me and I'm not going to live in resentment anymore. I'm not right. going to just show up to then resent the circumstance. Yep. I want to have integrity and be authentic to myself. Right. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And so just bringing it back to the open-mindedness, you know, opening up to just because you may have been stuck in this mindset of, well, I have to do this to be a good wife, right? Open your mind to how you can be showing up for you in your life circumstances that would make your life more enjoyable, that would better you, that would make you a better version of yourself, that would help you show up in the world as more of who you want to be. Like, that's the whole point. When you can open your mind to other possibilities, things that you thought you never would, there is so much growth and opportunity there. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's where we'll leave you today. Hopefully you have found something beneficial in, in what we've had to share. And, and <clears throat> please, we love your feedback. If you want to go to social media, you can hear how to connect with us in the outro and give us any of your feedback, ask any questions you have, any topics you'd like to hear on the podcast. We would love to hear all of it. Yeah. So, so great. And we'll remind you of our mantra, which is the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Yep. Okay. Now, our would you rather. And this one was a little strange for me because I want both so badly. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But would you rather read minds or see into the future? Oh, I don't want to know what people are thinking. I totally want to see the future. All right. I do not want to, I, you know, like they say, it's none of your business. What people think of you is none of your business. Uh Like I'm totally fine with that. Okay. Like I just And that's taken some work, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. But but even that, I'm just like, oh, I mean, you know, maybe my kids, cause I want them to know what they think about me. I'm like, oh, you're a dorky mom or, oh, that's cool. Or see if I could read Jocelyn's mind. Can you even imagine? That's true. That would be a super. But then I also like having. the future. I'm like, Perfect. oh my gosh, yeah. if I could plan, if I could know, if but I could. Sometimes knowing the future too. Uh, I guess I think about that. I think knowing the future could just create a lot of, like, stress of like, oh, if yeah. you knew you only had X amount of weeks or months or years with X person. Yeah. 
That could be sad. But it could also be really helpful. Like, okay, I've got this much time. Like, just to know. I don't know. Like I have a hard, hard time with my own thoughts. <laughs> I can't imagine knowing everybody else's thoughts. So, oh, yeah, okay, so I don't why don't you see the future and I'll read mine. And we'll and continue then we'll just, just to get back be together a and... great partnership. Okay, that's great. I love it. It's a great idea. <laughs> oh, thanks again for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on the Clarity Call. Please like and share it. And we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review. Be sure to check out claritycallcoaching.com to join our weekly newsletter and sign up for your first free coaching session. You can also connect with us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Clarity Call and on Facebook as Clarity Call.